a blow Shoots up through the stony ground There's no room No space to rent in this town You're out of luck And the reason that you had to care The traffic is stuck And you're not moving anywhere You thought you found a friend To take you out of this place Someone you can lend a hand In return for grace It's a beautiful day Time for Glover's Golden Oldies. A look back at some of the Glover's heroes from recent years. Okay, well, good morning to everybody. This is Glover's Golden Oldie, and I'm really pleased to welcome to the show today Mr. Andy Welsh. Hello, Andy. Hello, old dog. <laughs> <laughs> you all right? Hello, you had... everyone. Um, Go on, you had yeah, to... yeah, fine, mate. Good, good. You had to think about that for a minute, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, always good to um, speak to old friends and, and fans from the past and, um, you know, delighted to be on. Well, that's good, that's good. Now, the object of the exercise today, Andy, is to just basically talk through your career, um, at yeah. the same time play some music, and occasionally I shall ask you to stop. Um, it'll just give me an, an ability to have a, a clear line on my audio line so as I know where to cut to put the music in, OK? Yeah. Right. So looking at it in, um you started off your career career at Stockport County, it would appear. Yeah, that's right. Um signed at Stockport when I was sixteen years of age, um in the what was known as the YTS scheme at the time and um you know, didn't have uh didn't have any kind of academy experience, you know. He was always playing grassroots football and just, uh, you, you know, I was doing really well and me and my mum just said, you know, look, let's write off for some trials. I'd already applied for college at this point, so it was kind of really, really late in the day when I got picked up and, um, you know, I went to Huddersfield, didn't really enjoy it there. Um, cause it was a bit, well, about 40, 50 minutes from Manchester and, you know, Stockport said, look, would you like to train with us after Christmas? And I trained with them. And then a couple of months later, got offered a two-year uh, YTS uh, with them. And, you know, kind of never looked back from there on in and ended up having so, 15, 16-year career. <laughs> so be- before Stockport, though, you must have played in some sort of junior sides or academies or whatever. What yeah, was... yeah. So I played, yeah, I played, I played just in the local junior side. So um, Staley Bridge, Celtic. Royals doing. I started out at Duckingfield Tigers, um, which is you know, you know they're all local clubs uh, around the Tameside area in Manchester. So 
Um, yeah, it was a. You know, I look back on my 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 football side of it when I was younger, and you know, certainly now the experience I try and give kids is that they need to be playing a a grassroots game week in week out. I know a lot of you know people think that the kids need to be in academies from from day one, but certainly for me, you know, I was. Uh, was always the smallest, always the skinniest, but you know, very, very quick. But uh, you know, I, I genuinely believe I always got overlooked because of my of, of my size. Um, so you know, the for, for me in terms of what I do now, um, looking at uh, younger players uh, with my own academy and, and trying to filter them into pro academies, uh, which I've got a good relationship with, the likes of Man City and that. Um, you know, my, my focus is on looking at some of these kids and uh, the ones that aren't quite there physically, uh, but technically they are. And my advice to the parents is always um, they have to be playing a grassroots game on a Sunday because, you know, every, every week they're training and, and trying new skills and, and trying to understand the game, but then, you know, not getting to put it into practice, um, you know, in an environment that they're comfortable in. And I sometimes think the academy environment can be can be a bit unforgiving for kids as well. So so you had 75 games for Stockport, um, three goals, and then uh, yeah. something must have been going right because you ended up at Sunderland then, which was, uh, I mean, Sunderland have always been considered a big club, and I, I, they still are really, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, well... You know, I had a great time up at Sunderland. So, I, you know, um, I was coming into the last year of my contract at Stockport and I'd already been, um, well, a deal actually fell through for me to sign at Blackburn, believe it or not, um, mm-hmm. be- before I went to Sunderland. So I was due to join Blackburn under Graham Souness. Um, that didn't happen. I was actually obviously talking terms with him and at, at, at at uh, the training base um, at, at Brockholes, um, but it, you know, for whatever reason, it didn't happen. I ended up going back to to Stockport, and Sammy McElroy was great with me. He knew he was in the last year of my contract, but he said, you know, you've still got a lot of interest. It looks like Sunderland are going to come in for you, and um, you know, I went up to Sunderland and um, you know had a had a good chat with Mick McCarthy, and then I think I signed after about three or four days um, after. the the initial conversations and um, you know ended up having a great season we won the championship that year and got promoted to the Premier League so um, you know great experience for someone who I think it was six years previous was just playing local grassroots football for his under 16s <laughs> yeah so let's have the first one of uh, Andy's musical choices Oh, stand 
should tumble and fall Or the mountain should crumble to the sea I won't cry, I won't cry No, I won't shed a tear Just as long as you stand, stand by me was Ben E. King, of course, he used to be the lead singer in The Drifters, and Stand By Me. You, you, you ended up going to Leicester, yeah? Yeah, I ended up going on loan to Leicester, and then um, this was the second time I went on loan there, and, uh, you know, came back uh, just after Christmas, and um, to be honest with you, I'd, I was at a stage where, because uh, I'd, I'd been out with my uncle, and then I'd come back and played at Leicester, I just wanted to get settled and, and get back playing, and <laughs> Uh, you know, when I was training at, at Sunderland, it, you know, majority of the time there was myself, Rory Delap, Stephen Wright. It was it was probably about five, six of us that were included in the squad. So it was a bit disheartening just training with seven or eight year each day. So, you know, I had options on the table to move on. And then Toronto came about through um, one of my ex-teammates at Sunderland who, who just signed there, Carl Robinson. Uh, not the manager, Carl Robinson, uh he, you know, he's a Welsh international and that. But Robbo had signed out there and he just said, look, Mo Johnston, who was the manager at the time, he really fancies you. Um, you know, is it something you'd consider? So I ended up out on a flight out to Toronto um, to look at what, what they had to offer. And, you know, I think it was a 21,000 all-seater stadium. It had already been sold out for the first MLS, first ever MLS season. Um, and it just excited me. It was just a project that I thought, you know what? Um, the, the offers that I had on the table at the time um, were, I think it was, I could have gone to Blackpool in, in League One, um, Plymouth, and they, these were all loan deals, but I just, I don't know, I just, you know, I fancied something different. I thought, you know what, opportunities like this don't come about every day. So, you know, I just decided I was going to take it and, you know, me and the missus ended up moving out there and to be honest, it was a great, great experience. What was it like playing over there? I mean, was was the game that different over there or not? Uh, it was um, obviously because it's played majority of the time through the, the summer, it was very, very hot. Um, so obviously my game, which is quite short, sharp, burst, energetic and that, you know, sometimes it was difficult because I remember playing Colorado Rapids at home in Toronto and 
Toronto in the summer, it can be very, very hot. It was sort of like 45 degree heat down by pitch side. And um, that that was difficult. Um, so it was a good experience to have to deal with that. And, you know, first opening game was away at LA um, in the Home Depot Centre. And, and again, it was quite hot, but the grass was long. So, you know, you had to adapt. But, you know, technically there's some fantastic players out there. Cuatamar Blanco, um, the Mexican who, you know, he was, I think he was still playing at 40, but his quality was unbelievable. They just signed Juan Pablo Angel and David Beckham as well. So there was a real buzz about the uh, about the league and you look at it now, it's, you know, certainly Toronto, the stadium that they built now, it's, I think it's twice the size as what it was. Um, they've won the MLS um, and, you know, there's more teams coming in with with fan bases as well. So, um, you know, I'm quite proud to say I've been part of, uh, you know, the history of the MLS, uh, certainly with playing in the first ever team to represent Toronto FC in the MLS as well. So, you know, that's uh, another great achievement. And, you know, I guess it must have been, you know, you mentioned LA, um, all those sort of big American cities. It must have been a, a bit of an adventure sort of seeing places like that from a from a different angle, not, not exactly as a tourist sort of thing. Yeah, well... Uh, you know, the first game we played, uh, so it was Chivas USA. So they played at the Home Depot Centre where LA, LA Galaxy played as well. Yeah. Um, so we flew out on the Thursday um, and that's us there then till Sunday morning. So, you know, because of the time difference. Yeah. So you train there a couple of days and you play the game on the Saturday and then you, you stay overnight and then fly, fly back home on the Sunday. So, you know, it was a different you know, different way of preparing for games. Um, and, and to be honest, I think that was one of the reasonings I looked at, you know, returning home is, um, you know, m- my wife was majority of the time on her own if I was away on, um, you know, away trips. I mean, one of the road trips, we were away for two weeks because we had three three away games in a row. So, yeah. Um, you know, I had to think about that as well. And, and I think by the time I came back, I was ready to come back, um, you know, and, and just uh, get back into English football. Because no matter what anyone says, you know, uh, you know, I love the buzz of English football, you know. Um, mm. just, it sounds silly, but just something about a night game in English football that I always really, really enjoy. You know, the buzz of the crowd, buzz of the grounds and, you know, a bit of zip on the surface as well. So... Um, you know, made the decision to come home and that was it, really. Right, more music. And this time we've got Mumford and Son and The Lion Man. My man, you'll never be what is in your heart Weep, little lion man You're not as brave as you were at the start Rate yourself and rake yourself Take all the courage you have left Waste it on fixing all the problems That you made in your own head But it was not your fault but mine And it was your heart on the line I really fucked it up this time Didn't I, my dear? Didn't I, my dear? 
yourself, my man. You know that you have seen this all before. Tremble, little lion man. You'll never settle any of your scores. Your grace is wasted in your face. Your boldness stands alone among the wreck. Now learn from your mother, or I'll spend your days biting your own neck. But it was not your fault but mine And it was your heart on the line I really fucked it up this time Didn't I, my dear? But it was not your fault but mine And it was your heart on the line I really fucked it up this time Mumford and Son and Little Lion Man. Okay, so you came back home and you ended up at Blackpool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think they just beating yourselves in the uh, playoff final to get to the championship. Um, Simon Grayson were desperate to get me to go there before I moved to Toronto. And, you know, like I said, there was a few things going on in my life at the time, like my grandfather had just died and things like that. It's one of the reasons I thought I just need to get back to enjoying my football. But, you know, he kept calling me, do you fancy it? Do you fancy it? We're in the championship now. And, you know, I ended up signing there. And um, to be honest, you know, he sold me, sold me a dream that for, for me, it wasn't really there, you know, because he had Wes Houlihan, who was, you know, was a fantastic player. And um, I didn't really get, any, you know, much opportunity to play there. So that would disappoint because, you know, I kind of, if I'm honest, because I knew Simon probably for playing with him at Stockport and, and places like that. I kind of trusted him that I'd come in and I'd get an opportunity. Otherwise, I would have just stayed at Toronto for another season. Um, so, you know, I'd, 
they'd mess me around. Well, I mean, everyone knows what that Blackpool chairman's like, but, uh, you know, they'd mess me around with my contract as well, mm. um, which, you know, I've never really come out and told anyone, but the, the, the contract was meant to be a two-year contract and they'd, they'd messed around with it. And then in the summer, I just decided, look, I'm going to move on because um, I, I want to be playing games. And, and I always, that's one thing that throughout my career, um, you know, I always made sure is that if I'm not playing, I need to be out playing. Otherwise, it's a very short career. I want to be, it's all right um, counting money, but I want to be counting appearances or trophies. And, um, you know, that was one of the reasons uh, I moved on from there, which is how I ended up at the Oval, I think. Yeah, and um, Russell Slade signed you, didn't he, for the Oval? Yeah, he did, yeah. He did, yeah. And, uh, you know, what, what are your, your, your memories of your first arrival at the Oval? I can remember meeting you in the changing room at the time. I think you'd been there a couple of days from what I can remember. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I actually came down on trial first because um, I was I were very close to signing for Auckland at the time because it was close to me. I, again, going back to the point I just made about playing games. So uh, I came up and played in a pre well, not a pre season friendly, sorry, the season had already started. Um, and I played in a trial game, and I, I got a, I think I got three or four in the trial game. And you know, then it got down to the nitty gritty of talking money and contracts and things like that. And we couldn't get anything sorted, and so I just wished Russell all the best and and went back home. And then I think it was transfer deadline day. I was literally about to just sign a deal for Morecambe, and he said, "Look, Lloyd Awusu's moved on. I've got a bit of extra money." Um, you know, do, do, do you still fancy it? And I said, yeah, I want to play as high up as possible. So that were it done then, really. Yeah, yeah. And, and you had a hundred. Well, according to Wikipedia, you had hundred and thirteen games for Yeovil. But um, any yeah. any any high spots sort of uh, stick out in your memory at Yeovil? Apart, um, apart from me, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think you know, and this is no disrespect to the club, but because of the catchment area and that, um, Certainly in League One, to, to spend three seasons competing in League One, I think, you know, when, when Skivo took charge, I think the second season, it was it was difficult at Christmas. I think we were rock bottom at Christmas and, um, you know, loads of games were getting called off and just the running from kind of Christmas onwards, um, it was some of the, some of the, some of the uh, even though we were at the wrong end of the table, um, it was... I really enjoyed my football. I think that was my last season there. I think I got seven goals that year. And, you know, one of my fondest memories was, uh, um, you know, we had our, our first child there, Lillian. And um, on the Friday evening, um, Lily was born. Um, and I'd been up for like 48 hours with Mrs. Uh, managed to get some sleep. And we, we needed uh, to get a point at least out of Oldham to uh, which would guarantee safety for the following season and uh, you know Skivel said look if, if you if, if you feel right you'll, you'll be playing because I was in really good form at the time and um, you know I think I was top at assist chart or around the top in the division as well through me assists and that and he said look uh, if, you, if you're available you'll play and I said yeah I, I want to play you know um, especially now I'm a little inborn and 89th minute we're 1-0 down against Oldham and you know, I'll pop up with an equaliser and do the uh, for Beto celebrations with all the lads and you know that was a real kind of humbling moment uh, you know certainly you know the Yeovil fans uh, were, were really really nice and uh, you know everyone said really good things about myself and you know wish me and my family well on that on that day and that was a big big memory for me you know my dad were there and that and, and sometimes it's not all about winning trophies but that memory was my my, my first born was was born in the following day. I, um, you know, scored an equaliser 
to to give us an extra point that I think it almost guaranteed us safety. Really. So come on, own up. The only real reason you wanted to play was to do the Babeto uh, celebration, wasn't it? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> right, more music, and it's "Don't Look Back in Anger" by Oasis.
Right, so from there, it was, uh, from Yeovil, it was up to Carlisle, from south to north, yeah. in, a, in a big way. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was a really, really big decision. Um, I don't I don't regret any of my moves in my career, but certainly the Carlisle, certainly the Oval to Carlisle one was a big a big decision for me. Um, and I had to look at, you know, distance from, from uh, Manchester to Carlisle and, and to Yeovil. And I think it was just the fact that, we'd, you know, we'd, uh, you know, Lily was born and we were going to be a little bit closer to Manchester for help with family and things like that. It was, you know, and to be fair to, to, to Carlisle as well, that, you know, they made me um, a good offer um, in terms of it being a two-year deal. And I think if I at the time was struggling to get, um, you know, what I needed financially and, you know, at, at least a two-year deal. Uh, but, you know, just before I signed, he'd, he'd managed to get close to it. But it was, uh, I'd kind of already made my decision on it. Um, you know, thought, you know, I'll fancy a new challenge at, at Carlisle. But, you know, it, it, it never... Uh, you know, it never really happened for me up there. I think I saw my car um, about two months into the season, which that were me out till about Christmas. I had a really bad tear in my car, um, then came back and played, you know, the back end of the season. And then uh, I, I nearly signed for Bradford City in, in that summer. Um, Phil, I went and had a meeting with Phil Parkinson at Valley Parade and, um, you know, we'd agreed terms and everything, And but Greg Abbott wouldn't let me go. He wanted me to stay and then season started and he just benched me so I never really never really uh, saw eye to eye with Greg um, after that to be honest with you because like I've always said I want to play football and you know, I certainly moved, I moved to Bradford would be a lot closer to home as well and I would have been playing so it, you know it's uh, certainly when I left Yolbo um, I didn't have as much uh, enjoyment about the games what I did there where I was settled and I'm a big believer in wherever you you know, when you're settled in and that, you, you play your best football. And that's why I always moved to the area of um, where I was playing so I could settle in the area and get to know the people and the community around them around the clubs as well so and um, well obviously not getting on with the manager I guess didn't exactly help but you moved on to Scunthorpe United then for a for a, what is it, a year roughly yeah so um, yeah Brian Brian Laws signed me in the summer um, to be fair we had a fantastic squad going into the League 2 season they'd just been relegated from League 1 um, you know I had a really really good squad and we were you know to, to win that division and unfortunately two months in he gave way and I ended up having to have a knee operation um, so I had a really good start to the season um, by a tab and uh, that were me out till about the back end of January um, then I came back and we ended up winning ended up winning League 2 getting promoted but um, you know unfortunately for me I was probably a bit part player by that point because the majority of the season I had gone um, but you know still being part of a successful dress room is something that um, you know you always strive to be part of And um, but I think you know, for me that summer it was uh, it was a difficult summer um, because I had decisions to make. Uh, I think I was 32 at the time. I think I ended up coming back down to to Yeovil um, under Gary John Bain, a pre-season friend um, against Reading. And um, you know, Skivo said, "Look, if you, if you do what we know you're capable of, so sure Gary'd be interested." So gets about 44 minutes, um, minute left in the half, and against Reading, and ended up splitting my head open and getting knocked out um, and having stitches uh, about. I think it was about seven or eight stitches um, 
and it just you know it just wasn't meant to be. I think you know I got I got off a, um, a deal, but it was you know again it's it, it's moving away from home and moving away from where we'd kind of settled. And if it was you know if it wasn't more than a year contract or anything, it was it was a real big gamble for us to take of uprooting the kids and coming back down really. So um, I ended up going to Tranmere. They offered me a deal there, but it took me two and a half hours to get there in the morning, two and a half hours back, and I had to just start weighing up what I wanted to do in football because what one thing I didn't want to do is go out trying to chase a contract or chase money or certainly spend three or four hours in a car when I've just had a knee operation the previous season. So I just made the decision that I was going to focus on my coaching badges. I was already doing a degree in psychology. Um, and I was going to move forward uh, along them routes. Right, it's time for Andy's last choice, which is called Don't Stop Believing.
Well, that was Don't Stop Believing by Journey. Um, so, look, you're, you're a sensible bloke. I mean, did did it sort of, you know, the thought crossed your mind at this point that maybe your, your footballing career was beginning to uh, sort of ebb away, as it were? Uh, I wouldn't say ever way. I think, you know, like I've always said it. Well, like I just said there, is that I didn't. I didn't want to be in a situation where I'm, um, you know, I'm chasing a contract or I'm chasing money. So what I wanted to do is, is, um, you know, the decision be mine. So I actually went and played non-league for a season, um, but it just wasn't the same, you know. Um, I just didn't get the same buzz for it, um, and I think I'd, I'd, I'd kind of had me mind made up that I was going to move on from the kind of playing side and make that transition into the coaching side. Mm. And you ended up at Osset Albion. Where exactly is Osset? So Osset's uh, Wakefield, so it's All right, yeah. uh, very close to Leeds where, yeah, so it's uh, just uh, just uh, alongside the M1. Right. And uh, what league do they play in? So when I went to Osset Albion, they were in the Evo Stick Northwest Division. Right. Um, and when I took over there, it was you know, you know, it was a it was a tough gig really. It was uh, I think we were twelve twelve points. Um, I think they'd had twelve points half a season had gone and um, you know wanted to stay in the division. Um, because uh, yeah. the following season, the two teams, which was Osset Albion and Osset Town, um, were due to merge to become Osset United, um, which, you know, it didn't make sense having two teams um, in the same, well, certainly at the level we're at, that, you know, they're getting 50, 60, 70 fans each week. Um, didn't make sense when the ground's less than a mile away. So, um it was a good, you know, it was a good test for me, uh, you know, rele- relegation fodder at, at the time, and we ended up staying quite comfortably. Um, so that was a, you know, a good test. And then the following season, obviously, Osset United was, uh, Osset United came about, and last season uh, we had a fantastic season. We got to the playoff. Uh, we lost in the semi-final of the playoffs, um, but we won a cup against a team that's two divisions higher than us. And uh, you know, going back to what we were saying about crowds uh, at the previous two clubs, we averaged uh, just short of 500 at every game last season. Mm. Um, so you know, again, taking my experiences from the playing side of it, um, I was actively out in the community last year in schools, handing free tickets out, making sure that every game we had. 22 mascots um, for the game because uh, you know it looked great and kids love to be involved in football at whatever level it is. So um, you know, I had a, uh, you know, alongside uh, others at the club, we we, we had a, a a good vision um, of of where we wanted the club to go. Um, but as as in football or as in life, things can come and kind of take a bit of a, a twist, and unfortunately. The, the uh, previous owners um, left the club in a bit of debt, and you know the the budget's been cut by about well way over half for, for the playing budget this year, and uh, which obviously has an impact on the field and your recruitment and things like that. So again, um, a challenge of you know we, we I thought year two we'd be we'd be going to win a league or get promoted. We you know at the minute it's it's we've had a real good run in the cup. We've only played nine league games, and uh, you know we've 
we, we need to to get a few better results in the league, really. But, you know, it's still early days, um, you know, and I think for us, certainly, um, it's about wiping the debt of the club, which was put on it from last season. And that's, a, again, that's a different challenge, but one that, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying. And are you still in the same league or have you been promoted? Well, again, at this level, it changes all the time. So we were last season, we were in the, the, the East League. Now they've changed it and we've gone back into the Northwest League. So, um, you know, I think they're always trying to find different ways of making the leagues better and uh, at this level. Um, so it's a tough division this year, it really is. I mean, uh, the, the you know, last, last season, you know, some of the budgets that were in the division were, were very, very big and we managed to, you know, put a, a very competitive squad out on the pitch and, uh, you know, we were unlucky in the playoffs, but this, you know, really wanted to kick on this year, but, you know, sometimes if you haven't got the bigger budgets and, and things like that, it, it, it does give you a different pool to dip in. So, you know, I've, I've looked a lot at the loan system, so I've worked with uh, Bradford City, so George Sikora, who's been in first team this year, Reece Staunton's been in the first team, and we've got a goalkeeper, Jake Chapman from Buddersfield. So, uh, you know, I've been in contact with Jonesy at Stoke, but to be honest, that's probably a little bit too far. Still keeping contact with Warney at Rotherham as well, so I'll go down and watch, uh, watch a few games with him every now and again. So, it's just a different way of doing it, H, to be mm. honest with you. You know, a lot of people go in and work at clubs in the academy system where what what, what I'm doing is I'm probably going the longer route round of uh, earning my stripes and having to work with budgets, having to deal with uh, different areas of, of the game. But certainly, I think I'll be a better manager or, or coach um, later on down the line from dealing with it so early on. Well, if you were to get promotion, what, what league would you go up to? It'd just be the uh, trying to think what the equivalent is down there. So it would be the Northern Premier. So you'd have the Southern Premier, wouldn't you? Yeah. So I think yeah. uh, you know you've got the Conference South, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. That's so right. if we were to get promoted, it, we would go into the division that's below the Conference South in your. So it would be the Southern Premier, I'd imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So still, a, still a bit of a way to go to get to league status, but I mean the ambition is there, I'm sure. And knowing you as I do, I'm sure you'd uh, yeah you know, you'd, you'd revel on that, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think you know. I think uh, you know. Everyone at the football club knows me now, and I think in the, I think I've had just short of a hundred games now, and I've only lost twenty-one or something. So mm. um, you know, that's that's a real good record, really, on that side of it. And you know, last year we, out of, I think it was fifty-one games, we lost eight games in total. Mm, that's not a bad record, Obviously, is it? One of them being, yeah. The problem we had last year was there were too many draws in there. Mm. Um, so going back to what I say, you, you, you want to kick on in year two, but you know then you've had to let the majority of better players go due to financial reasons. So yeah. um, you're almost starting from scratch again. Um, but you know sometimes that's what happens, and you just have to use that and uh, bring yourselves together as a collective, and um, you know help. <laughs> Certainly for me, it'll, it's just another experience that I have to have to deal with. What about the FA Cup? Are you in that or have you been knocked out of that? How are you going Yeah, we were in the FA Cup, so we we got to about, 
think it's there's so many rounds in it before you get to the first round. Yeah, I think we got to two rounds just before the first round. So, um, you know, it earned the, the club some decent money, uh, mm. but it would have been great to, you know, get to that first first round proper. But, I mean, it's a hell of a long way when you're at the level we're at to try. I think you're talking about winning seven or eight games. Um, yeah, yeah. And certainly by the sixth or seventh game, yeah. Be playing some some very very strong teams as well. So, you know, we we had a good run at it. I think we earned the club around fifteen sixteen grand from the, you know, the the, mm. the rounds that we won in, which is good. So, you know, certainly some much needed money at that time. And you're still enjoying life as always, mate. Yeah, I'm on my A license at the minute, so I've just got back from Edinburgh uh, again, meeting new people, new faces. So, um, you know, it's always good to to know connect with other people yeah absolutely and your family and your your children are okay yeah i've got four kids now four. Um, we had yeah we had twins a year ago oh, uh, right. little boy and a girl eliza and theo so obviously lillian's now uh she's eight so eight years ago uh when we was last at yeovil uh, yeah. we've got myla who's six and then theo and eliza who are one so yep still enjoying life um and like i said i'm just you know, it's just gone a bit quiet in terms of um, the football side because I'm, you know, way plodding along and working very hard to to enhance um, my my skills as a coach and as a manager at a, at a top level. Good. Well, Andy, it's been really great catching up with you and hearing your 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 football story as uh, you know, and it's quite an enlightening one, you know, including places like Toronto and Sunderland and yeah. what have you. So it's it's been really enlightening. I'm sure our listeners are going to enjoy listening to you. Um, yeah. So all I can say at this stage is thank you ever so much for joining us, mate. Make sure you look us up if you yeah. come back to Yeovil, and um, yeah, yeah we'll, I will do. We'll we'll talk again. You've been listening to Andy Welsh on Glover's Golden Oldies. Make sure you stay tuned to Three Valleys Radio.